Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. To my left, GW himself. Garrett, how you doing? I'm a sad Hulk. Was that the Hulk theme? No, that's uh, Mozart's uh, Fantasia in D minor. Um, you know what? I think I threw off Marvin's timing by not saying, hello, everybody. I'm doing well. Maybe, but then I just heard Garrett's question, so that kind of distracted me. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, some old shirts, so we're going to put this in the background here. And uh, We're going to to comic your comic book uh, podcast, um, <laughs> talk about all things comic books, including movies and TV. You know, we really need, like, this music... I bet you anything. It's depressing. I think, isn't this song in the new The Batman when the Riddler is like, he's like, they're searching for clues, remember? Uh, now, nope, when, I don't. When Batman, when they go to that first murder scene, Batman and Commissioner Gordon. All right. Oh, asking above my pay grade. There we go, there we go, there we go. Um, let me give your brother a call here because we have... I, I, I'm looking up some news here to talk with your, your brother, and um, some things are kind of ramping up now. I mean, after these writer and um, uh, the the actor strikes, uh, things are back in production, and so we got to check with uh, a guy who knows all about Hollywood, Mister. Oh, Jesus! I went to go click his name, and the whole thing for some, for some reason decided to close out. It literally didn't want me to call him, so but I did it now, so we'll see. While we're waiting for him, um, I, I was, um, oh, here we go. This is hashtag guest host one signing in live on the air. There you go. The, uh, what's up, fuckface? Hashtag guest host one, uh, from the entertainment capital of the world, uh, slightly, uh, west of Milwaukee. Um, Corey, I called you. I got some uh, questions for you and uh, and some thoughts here. Um, first up on the docket here, we're going to go right into the news because it's that important. Uh, James Gunn is in the hunt for his new Supergirl, and it's down to two names. It is down to... Um, Meg Donnelly and the other girl that shouldn't get it. Meg Donnelly, who has voiced Supergirl in the past, yep. or the... Uh, and is Mary Winchester from the Winchesters? Uh, I'm trying to hear the second option. Millie but... Alcock. From, oh, Millie Alcock. Yeah, from House of Dragon. Yep, Millie Alcock. That's is that the person uh, Garrett? You said it shouldn't be. Yep. Garrett, you haven't watched House of Dragon, so your opinion's invalidated. Why would I watch a prequel to a shitty show? Boom, roasted. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm sure she's a great actress, but I've like I've seen what I think Meg Donnelly would be a great casting choice to Supergirl. I think Meg Donnelly looks like uh, what's her face, Fallville for that one. Oh, Kara Zor-El, yeah, I think so too. Well, no, whatever the actress, <laughs> uh, Laura Vandervoort. Yes. Um, they have similar vibes. Yeah, maybe. But I just brought that up because it, I know the big part of his universe is going to be the Supergirl story. And I just I, I heard an interview. Was it with James Gunn or somebody else, like an actor that sort of confirmed to be in that universe? I don't remember who it was, but they said that the Supergirl take is very different. It's uh, a Supergirl who's not so nice. 
which is true. In that book, she is kind of treated like. But I just hope that that we that we and I'm sure he's smart enough not to just keep everything once again being all gritty and dark and like this is the the character you know, but you know more uh, has more of an edge. So we'll see about that. So, but Corey, I called you because this is what I we need to talk about, and this is published eleven hours ago on a little website called CBR, which we know is only only the best journalism. Um, but there's a rumor here. So Marvel Studios and Sony are at odds about what the Spider-Man Four storyline should be, and Kingpin could appear. It states uh, Sony Pictures and. Marvel are rumored to have different ideas about where to take Tom Holland's Spider-Man following the commercial success of the 2021 Spider-Man No Way Home. According to an insider, uh, Daniel Reichman, uh, Sony wants to replicate some of No Way Home's box office glory by making Spider-Man for another huge multiverse adventure. The studio probably wants to bring back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, uh, for another crossover with Holland's web crawler. However, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige and Holland are eager for Spider-Man 4 to be more grounded, similar to the first two entries in Holland's Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, yeah, that's just like fucking Sony. They had, they, yeah. they fucking caught fire, and they're like, what if we just do it again? And then they're like, same same formula? We're going to make millions. And they're like, and then it gets to it, and then it crashes and burns. So that's just, I saw that too, and I was just like, seriously, Sony? Like, you guys are like, you have the worst ideas ever. Like, let's just do No Way Home again. Right. This no goes back homer. to it goes back to what I was saying last week that like they just can hand over those controls to anybody and it would be better than what they're doing right now. Like the decisions make no sense whatsoever. It, that last uh, but the thing I sent you between episodes last week how they're going to change the famous Spider-Man quote in Madam Web. Oh my god. Madam Is Web. that re- that's got to be fake. No, that's real. That's true. Oh, that's fucking ridiculous. Well, that's just going to be their version of it. And then I bet you uh, Adam Scott's Richard Parker's like, you know what? I'll say that to my children someday, but in a different way. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll tell my interpretation of that. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Some more news here, actually. I mean, from the same story. Reckman also mentions that the Wilson Fisk slash Kingpin is set to appear in Spider-Man 4, but Vincent D'Onofrio has not been uh, has not been in any talks to reprise the role. This lines up with the comments recently made by D'Onofrio, which he claimed he had not been contacted by Marvel to appear in Spider-Man 4 or any Avengers movies. I think if the powers that be want that to happen, then it'll happen, you know? I think there certainly hasn't been any kind of talk that it's not going to happen. I mean, to me, the difference direction we should go in but who knows you know you get all these calls and they're like okay we're doing this now and i'm like oh okay you know it's like that i mean i feel like they should sprinkle in kingpin but don't make him be the bad guy like of spider-man 4 like if you think you would have like a new trilogy basically like have him be like six like he's he's movie six but like you sprinkle him in in four and five um and maybe, who knows, maybe he's setting up the Sinister Six or some bullshit that Sony's always wanted to do. But, like, 
you need to do something different. And I think that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Pick a different villain. Yeah. Sprinkle Kingpin in there. Make it a trilogy. Make it a trilogy and have an arc where Kingpin's a big baddie at the sixth one. Yep. I agree. And like Daredevil could show up in the fifth one or something. But now there was, didn't you guys hear that rumor that though for Spider-Man 4, they're planning to do a super villain that hasn't been seen on the big screen yet? Maybe. I think actually... That might be the next thing here. Let me see who this is. Sp- I've got one, I bet. Uh, oh, that'd be so badass. Spider-Man No Way Home ended with Doctor Strange erasing everyone's memory of Peter Parker to, to protect the multiverse with no one or company to turn to following this massive change. Audience saw the MCU Peter Parker become closer to his comic book version, living in a cheap apartment and sewing his own comic accurate Spider-Man suit. The film's final moment saw Peter resume his uh, duty as a friendly neighborhood wall, wall crawler, while some saw it as a tease for the next Spider-Man 4. Uh, also, Spider-Man Tom Holland almost reprised his role in Madam Web. Oh, I think we talked about this last week. Uh, yeah. yeah. They wanted him, and then they were like, wait a second. This is the wrong time for him. <laughs> and then they got Andrew Garfield, and that was wrong, too. <laughs> They don't even know their own history. Here's the thing with that too is more and more about that's going to be popping up here because I feel like as time has gone by, Marvel Studios obviously now is the, the, um, I guess, aggressor in those negotiations about how things work because they are more successful at it and they have more of the IP. They have all all the things that Fox had prior. They have all the things that um, like Daredevil and Kingpin, they have everything now, basically. Like, really, all the piece that they're missing is Spider Man in that universe. And actually, I don't know. Did they is Hulk still with Universal? How's that work? I thought he finally came he over. Finally came yeah, over. I'm pretty sure they got the rights finally. I guess, yeah, because they would use She Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, but so like now when they're making these kind of negotiations, they have room to be like, dude, nobody, nobody's seen your movies. Like, Obviously, when you give it to us, we're making you free money. So, like, you get less creative saying what's going to happen. And it has to be that way. If it ever, if they ever have to dip in and, and let's say this Man of Web movie breaks box office. <laughs> and, yeah, well, and, in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> and Sun Fox has a little spending cash. Then they maybe they come to the table and saying, see, we know how to make hits. You know how to make films that people actually enjoy, but ours make money. So, what do you want to do? Well, you know it's going to make dumb money because of Sydney Sweeney and yeah, right. people. So well, just on based on that alone, it's making money. It's probably going to make a. It might. Mm, they tell me sex sells. That's the only way that Fox can make these movies. Got it. Yeah, I was going to say the only, they, the only get, they might that movie's going to get is yeah. people wanting to take heads out on them. Yeah, I don't think they're going to necessarily lose money on this one. Just kind of like the stupid Morbius. That I still haven't seen did, but I, I'm pretty sure no, they brought that back. And actually, no, no, no. But like Venom makes them a lot of money, and so I just I'm curious to see like if, if that is their um, standpoint. That like what I just don't understand. And once again, this may just be them being them, but I don't understand the, the mindset of being like, oh, we want to do this with the movie, and think you have a say when none of your movies like work out like they said no way home and that was a box office hit it's like yeah so how would you let them do it again 
<laughs> not you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not because of the multiverse that people wouldn't see that movie. It was because it was a good movie. Right. Good story. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just waiting for that post credit scene about the Aunt May movie. Oh. Corey, has your, yeah. your uh, computer password ever been Spider-Man? No. Oh, okay, because I was going to ask. Been, it's been on one account. It was PPNO, and that was for Peter <laughs> Parker, Norman Osborn. <laughs> and then don't pee on your password. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no pee. <laughs> the one site that shall not be named. Well, I was just curious. If you Can you use a hyphen and a password? So. I, you probably could special character. All right. Well, there we go. You can put that in. I don't think that that's going to take care of your special character uh, requirement, and then you can get in your computer. Can I also comment because I just think about this yeah. uh, as I made my Aunt May comment? Have I pointed out how annoying it is in the Amazing Spider-Man? Is it one or two where she's working at the hospital, and it's like she's been working there for a week? And then she's like, all right, everybody, we're going to move over here. It's like, you don't have that authority. You're like a trainee. You can't just (laughs) be a nurse for a week. I think it's the second one. Yeah, it's the second one. It's like, you can't run that place after a week. I mean, out of that whole movie, that's the least of your worries. Yeah, like there's, there's, there's something that rubs me wrong. She's like, "All right, everybody, we're over here." It's you can't like, be like, up. "Hey, dude, You're I found up. shit within shit." Yeah, we know it. Keeps, <laughs> it goes deep in that movie. All right, <laughs> you, you can't escape it. Uh, I like how that's what, that. That was such an Alex comment. Like, yeah, that movie's such a piece of shit. Aunt May told people to move across the room. You know? <laughs> she did. So that, that movie, <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember if it was on or my son had just found it on on uh, Disney Plus and started playing it. But I was watching a part of it with him, and it's like before he turned. It's the very beginning, because he, he wasn't even Electro yet. It was still Max. Um, right. So all the way there's a part where he's like, yeah, obviously he's gonna get bumped and all his fucking documents are gonna go over the place because uh, he's a dork that, and that's the, that's the universal key that you're a dork your papers don't <laughs> hold together um, all the way up to that point and I remember thinking be like how did he ever ever because I remember when we saw it Alex is the only one who said that's a piece of shit right away and we all were like hey you know we we're, we were digging for gold uh, it turns out they weren't gold <laughs> I do still like how they handled the last 15 minutes what? You know, everything from, you know, when the goblin shows up on, I'm not saying it's perfect, but there's stuff that I appreciate. And try Sorry, to do, but the only good part in that movie is when Gwen hits the floor and my <gasps> heart. Because then yeah. there was something I felt. No, no, everything else that. in that movie literally could have punched yourself in the dick mm. to get any interaction out of that movie. Canceled. You're canceled. <laughs> canceled. but yes no i agree everything before when electro was singing that song to himself in his mind and it turned into a rap i was like this is stupid this is not electro i want my money back you know when you talked about the villain that maybe could be showing up for the first time in the mcu i'm gonna or in general i'm gonna call it the rhino because that is not the rhino in amazing spider-man 2 that is a oh, I see you. I destroy you. I break you. We're the Spider Man. I am the Rhino. <laughs> I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. I was, you I, eat shit for breakfast. <laughs> I was having a technical thought, and I'm actually going to mention to you in a second what it was. 
but I got into the conversation. And I heard that accent, and I was like, "Are they doing waddle? Like, what are they doing?" <laughs> and then I just realized you're doing rhino. <laughs> <laughs> He oh he's in the beginning of that movie. That's why it was the beginning is also a piece of shit because he's like the first he's fighting him in the beginning. Like that's how it opens. Which by the yeah. way, I will say one thing: that suit is amazing. Uh, no pun intended, but that suit, oh. Amazing Spider-Man two, like I really like that suit. Yeah, agreed. Oh, it's way better than the sunglasses from the first one. Right, that is the only good factor from that movie. Yeah. Um, and in the opening, they kind of showed off a lot because it was brand new at that point. So that 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 segment is okay. But I was thinking, I was thinking, Corey, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, and I'm sure the rest of the people in this uh, conversation right now, and I know that Disney Plus has that watch together button, and I've never known what the heck that's for. It's very possible these uh, podcast listeners might get a special bonus episode over a holiday, and maybe we can can watch it uh, 10 years later. Is it 10 years? Yeah. Gotta be 10. You know, I think it's it's still a watchable movie. It's like, it's not great, but it's still watchable. It's probably, I mean, I think of it as the worst superhero sequel of all time. So, Thor Thor, the Dark I, have, World. I have yet to unwrap it from the plastic we came in. No, Thor the Dark World's okay. Dude, I would I'm so I'll watch it. Which I didn't realize that uh, Christopher Eccleston played uh, Malekith. That's yeah, pretty cool. I know. And if they actually mm-hmm. did a Malekith that was worth it, shit, uh, he would have been amazing at it. But they decided right. to make him like basically have no lines. Yeah, and, he was like Bane from Batman yeah. uh, and Robin. Bane. I mean, I guess I guess people forget that too. And I know we've been a lot of a lot of what we've been talking about over the last course, what two years that Marvel has kind of lost a step. Marvel Studios, excuse oh, me. Oh, you mean the MCU? Yes. Yeah, MCU. But people forget like those early movies. There was clunkers in there too. And I think actually, I would have to say there were clunkers until Whedon left. And then when the Russos take over, like they have a lot to thank to the Russos because when they took over that whole universe planning, them and James Gunn, um, that was the best they ever had was that run. Right. And then they decided, you know, no more James Gunn. Well, and then say, hey, you can come back. And he's like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I'll do your movie to end this shit and then I'm done. Um, and then obviously the Russos said they are done with that because they got burnt out from it. So, I mean, they need to f- latch on to somebody that can guide this, like a you know how uh, Mr. Uh, David Filoni over in, doing the Star Wars shit, like he's the creative director of the whole thing. And if you really want a universe to work, it still needs one person to like oversee it and make sure that this, this, and this happens. Otherwise, what did you get is what we've been having, like in- inconsistency and characters who come up and drop off like nothing. Like Moon Knight, I was watching the thing about Moon Knight the other night, and I was like, I totally fucking forgot about that show and I was like that was a good show um, I actually really enjoyed that show but I, it was not in my memory whatsoever like when I saw it it was almost like a you know like a fever dream I was like what's this thing I feel like I've watched this before um, right. but where's he been you know there's things that they could, have, they could have done and not have been so like overwhelming with the amount of new that they put out but there's no kind of like vision where for them to go so they just kept doing origin stories over and over and over again right you know, I thought, well, maybe the we don't have the original six Avengers. We haven't gotten some of these other characters. Then I felt like, well, that's dumb because we do have some of the OGs. We've had Thor. We have had some of these bigger names coming back, and yet their movies still suck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what, guys? Just drop off of Marvel altogether until we're done with this Kang bullshit. Go back in phase six, and then maybe you can enjoy it. 
And then maybe after phase six, they'll announce who the Fantastic Forecast is. So. Now you're holding your breath too long. <laughs> yeah, we'll go back you're to that downtown billboard in No Way Home, and it'll say two, one. <laughs> I, I still have my high hopes for Deadpool 3 being at least a good, enjoyable movie. Which I just saw a teaser trailer supposed to drop at the Super Bowl. Nice. Yes, that will be. And that, if anything can get it on back on track, it's Deadpool. But again, you know, if they treat uh, the mature of Deadpool like they did Echo, then I'm afraid. So, oh, oh, shut up. Everybody's going to get trauma healed. No violence, trauma Christ healing. I don't, I don't think Ryan Reynolds would do a Deadpool 3 if it wasn't going to be like 1 and 2. Right, I know. I feel like it will be. I'm so amazed that Marvel hasn't done like Deadpool. Like, you know how Stanley did cameos? Like, do Deadpool cameos like every movie. That could be your comic relief. That would be then, so then your Then your whole movie doesn't have to be a comedy the whole time. Like, that's what I'm sick of is every Marvel movie now is just a comedy. And I guess in a way, like, yeah, the movies have all kind of migrated to being the same kind of like feel good movie like that's and that, I think that's why Guardians 3 is a little bit different because it was actually darker than the rest of those films that have been coming out even like something like Eternals like tries to remain kind of almost like <laughs> in garbage well I'm, you know remember the movie the, remember the movie Sahara with Matthew yes. McConaughey like mm-hmm. in National Treasure that's what they turned these movies into like it's an adventure movie with action, but it kind of almost has its beats, and you know what's coming up, and like it's that comedy kind of action movie. You know, they turn them all into that where they have a sidekick who's funny, or like, or the main character is the comic relief, and they have a sidekick who's serious, uh, sidekick, um, or a sidekick. You know, um, and <laughs> that's what it's been, and there's been no kind of variety in that, um. And I think maybe that's it because it feels redundant now when you go see one of those movies. You're like, I feel like I've seen this before. I've seen this. Well, you're going to wonder, are they afraid to have anything pressing or anything that makes us feel anything other than laughter? Are we afraid to have serious moments in these movies? That's I'm just like, get back, to the stake, get the back to the stakes of a winter soldier. You know? Well, I, just, I mean, I remember when I left Infinity War, I'm sad. I mean, we watched these characters disappear. And yes, I knew the next year there was a movie coming out that would either rectify it or leave us all sad. But it gave you 365 days to get your shit in order and go into a movie not knowing what you're going to get. Right. I mean, even when we watched uh, No Way Home, how good that movie is. And I mean, I almost got teary-eyed three times in that movie. It was phenomenal. We need those things back. We need characters that we care. It doesn't have the characters care about. I will learn to care about them if the movie's done right. But you force all these new characters down our throats is not doing us any justice. I also noticed that recently they've been kind of, I mean, they're guilty of this from the beginning, but I feel like, (coughs) excuse me, for a while they were actually leaning off of it and actually embracing the weird side of Marvel after Guardians did good, but like at the beginning, they tried to make it more cool and, and serious. And it feels like they've been going back there for a little bit because like, and what I mean it by that is, is like, let's think of um, anything past, past the, excuse me. Oh, Avengers end game is. If we look at those kind of things there, like, I don't know. It feels like 
the comic book version of that character and then they mute their colors and kind of make them more gritty. It's been kind of like that for the last couple of movies. So I wish I want to see a direction that is very like, I don't know. That's a very nineties mindset. And I just, I, I, be, you're right. Deadpool three. I think Alex, you said this best because that's their only movie this year, right? Yes. Deadpool right. three is obviously going to be either the tone changer and kind of get you excited for this again, or it's going to be not great and be the death nail. Cause if they fuck that up, like how do they, they they just lose everybody who like their stuff prior to that, so yeah, they have yeah. to get to that be, right. To be devil's advocate here, uh, Sean Levy and uh, Ryan Reynolds did Free Guy, and I thought that was a little lame. So who knows? But. You know, I'm, I have I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, because it's right. You know, it's not the same writers either, is it? Or is it? I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, we'll see. When does that movie come out? In August. I thought it was July. 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 Okay. Well, maybe there's a good chance that the boys will be together in July, and uh, we'll see. Is that Fourth of July weekend? I don't think so, <sighs> but I think it's I think it's the end of July actually. Ooh, thirty first, huh? There you go. Um, Harry birthday. Your father's birthday? Harry Potter's. All right. I thought we were talking about real people for a second. All right? <laughs> yeah. Fuck me for talking picking. about Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Uh, well, they're real to some people. So, uh, Corey, that's all the news stories I had today. Uh, did you have anything you'd like to add? Well, I thought we were going to have... Did you watch all five episodes of... Listen. Exo... Echo Trauma I, Healing? I'm still trying. Okay, yes. Yeah, it's that's, hard. No, that's, that's all I needed <laughs> to hear. It is hard, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it is very hard, but I am going to do it. I, I, you're right. I was going to text you before today to be like, I'm still working through it, but... We'll you know, hey, it's okay because what you said right there proves my point by itself. So it's okay. I just think Wednesday comes. Marvin's a busy guy. Marvin's sometimes busy guy. He all you need, time right now. All you need is a good trauma heal. So you just got to cross two fingers but, over each or other. Or you could have Icarus fly too close. Let me just say this, Corey. Here's here's the update. Is I don't know how one person can, for multiple nights in a row, put on the next episode that they have and fall asleep almost instantly and wake up 10 minutes later and be like, fuck, I got to start over again and continue to try oh, that and never, and never see the 10 minutes. <laughs> Man, I just, you know, I was like, at what point do you just be like, I think it's, this is putting me to sleep. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's a shame. It's a shame. They had, they had everything laid out for them, but they had to go and mess it up. God. You hate to see it. You hate to see it, but you know. Well, some people like quality, and some people like eternal. So quality, dude. Oh my god! Listen, who's a big, who's a bigger star right now? Listen, who's a bigger star right now? Mister Barry from from Eternals. What's his last name? Barry uh, Cohen. Yeah, he's so famous. You don't even know his fucking last name. It's just because it's hard to say. I didn't want to mispronounce the this king's name. Keegan or. He's yeah, not famous from that movie. He's famous from Saltburn and the Batman. Well, Saltburn came out after. I'm saying who, which movie has more star power now. So when we get Eternals 2, this kid's going to be hot. 
I'm waiting for that movie still. Samuel Hayek? Come on. Uh, did you Lucy forget did. what happened in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, people can't come back, huh? Energy's wow. recycled, they said. I, I get it, Marvin. It is very unrememberable. <laughs> so I, I get it. Just like Echo. Listen, Icarus. You're still talking about it, Corey. You're still talking Listen, about it. Listen, Icarus might come back. Who knows? No, he flew too close to the sun. Oh, he yeah. He absorbed the sun. Dead. And he just does it. What he does it out of shame. I forget. You know, you know who I want them so to bring. Almost, as a, you know, so Garrett. He I would. Created, he created the deviants. Garrett, that they I, fought the entire movie. I would. I would. Um, if I were you, I would use that argument against Corey when he he mentions the uh, trauma healing. That in that movie, um, he was uh, shamed into flying into the sun. So that's also a power, I guess. You know, he wasn't shamed. He, he that, did it. We should just bring in the juggernaut again, and then instead of seeing him get in a badass fight, just trauma heal him, you know? And he won't be oh, so... Like, I've seen angry. that cartoon. I've seen that cartoon. Charles! Yeah. Get out of my head, Charles! Yeah. Charles will heal trauma him. him. Yeah. Mm. All right, Corey, tell me where they can find your Patreon. Um, you know, you can find it at Patreon. Lover, hashtag the Remember, for $1, you get five hours of Garrett's time. And for $1, you get like 10 seconds. And I'll just say a quick clip for you. But just probably to go subscribe to Garrett's Bronze Patreon tier. Today. For free, Corey will sign your Eternals DVD copies. No Blu-ray. No Blu-ray. Okay, well, guys, to get over this, I'm going to go do some trauma healing. Uh, this is Don't fly too close to the sun. Don't fly too close to the sun, Icarus. Be trauma healed. Icarus. There we go. Hashtag guess us one from the entertainment capital of the world. Um, uh, right, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For some reason, I was thinking Milwaukee is uh, Michigan, but I think it's just because they both start with M's. Could be. Does that make Could sense? Be. Yes. Uh, you know what else does not start with an M? Uh, we have a book club. Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Dental People proudly presents The Losers, Issue 6, written by Andy Diggle with art by Jack. What did you guys think of this final issue of this book for the book club? Uh, I think it ended in a good spot. Um, is I think the last couple here are uh, good action books. And I think maybe that's what I was expecting for the beginning. In the beginning, you had a lot more dialogue than I was expecting. So these last two, especially um, showing off how good they are at what they do. And this issue, I think, is uh, fun. So it's not – oh, this is what I wanted to bring up. This issue – I remember last week I was saying, hey, I don't think that um, this book really needs to be mature. There's nothing really that's happened that's been mature. This issue, it's like almost they heard me say that and said, all right, read the next one. Because there's so much violence. and But it's also like brutal violence. You can understand how much this person's hurt and stuff like that. So I think it works in the story. And this was the only issue I was like, okay, that all this violence in this issue is justified the way that we were showing it also. Um, and like I said, it almost was like they heard what I said and wanted to be challenged. Now, we know that's not possible because this is what, 2007? So, um, unless we're going back in time, uh, I think I just uh, kind of spoke too soon on that. They labeled it mature for that last issue. Yeah, I mean, I it was I've I've enjoyed it since the beginning. So I know you guys have kind of been on the on the fence on it, but it was nice to get back to like a slow form arc. 
Uh, I kind of missed that. I mean, I don't want it to be too slow. I mean, looking at you, Swamp Thing, but um, I thought that I got to know the team by the end of the six issues, and like, I am interested on what happens next, but I'm not necessarily going to go there quite yet. But I thought Jock like did a really good job this time around, like actually drawing complete and full faces uh, instead of like half shadowy, can't tell who you are faces. Um, and yeah, I mean, one of the mini bosses uh, brutally dies. So there's stakes, those medium rare. Oh, yeah, that scene too. That airplane. When I was thinking about, about the mature rating, I was like, okay. yeah. Stakes. <laughs> he gets some bone chuck out of that, you know, some ground beef. Yeah, I think I saw an arm. <laughs> yeah, pick up some bowling out of that. Um, Alex, I think we're missing Alex, but you know, I'm sure I'm, I will speak for Alex. Paris Boca, I have a I'm sorry, I muted myself. Oh, <laughs> no, no wonder you guys could not hear when I told you it's the least amount of Jensen we had. Which I enjoyed. Yeah. Okay. Ah, it was. That's honest. We heard him like um, using the beginning of the issue, but yeah. I still think Pooch has the worst job. He never <laughs> Oh, I want to say Alex, that one panel when he's like holding the lady on the floor, didn't they make him in, turn into like an old balding white man? Kinda. When he's was, supposed to be a bold black guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he showed up again later, I was like, Jesus, you did not look like that two seconds ago. I don't know what happened, but Um I I the the and I guess that explains you missed the I said he went through the windshield and got uh into the engine. I was like, man, I'm seeing a lot of stuff. And these guys aren't responding. My fault. I muted myself. Yeah, I was like, man, I, I thought maybe because earlier you had to step away for a second cycle. He must be stepped away again. No, uh, no, I, just, I had muted it for a moment. I, but you know what? I was about to impersonate you, and I was exactly what you said. So I think I know what you think of this book. So uh, Pooch, I was going to mention the Pooch thing. He shows up twice. I think twice. I didn't see him before that. One time he's a black guy, one time he's a white yeah, guy. Yeah, he was not the same in both panels. Like They couldn't remember what he looked like, so he said uh, the first time, and then when he was drawing the second time, he's like, oh, I found the I found him in that other issue again. And they were like, oh, shit, I fucked up that panel. Just leave it. He's a, he, Nobody gives a shit about that character. But the second time when he, he like pops up. Which is become my favorite because he's not in the book enough. He, there's that, when he shows up the second time, too, he's like holding the lady, and he almost like pops into the panel and like says something about like, uh, don't worry, I got her or something like that. And I'm just like, that's almost comedic that he just pops into frame and says that and then he never shows up again. <laughs> just not nowhere. But um, I thought, you know, for for somebody who um, saw the movie first, then saw this, at the time, if this was what came out, I'm sure like it would. I would be like, this is amazing. I just know that the movie had the opportunity to clean up some things that I don't enjoy about this first arc. And I think maybe that's uh, influencing my uh, view on how this book was, but I think the action's done well. Um, I love jog in the first couple issues, but then I agree with you guys. He kind of devolved into uh, big blobs of people um, and kind of got lazy with some of the action panels. Some were good and some were just very staticky and like not really do anything, but just having a wide shot. Uh, like when they were getting chased and it was like, okay, I'm sure you could do something else, especially the way that I know your style is. But um, overall, I would say uh, I would give it like a decent, like if I was going to give it a out of 10, maybe a 7.5, 7.5. I'd agree with that. I would agree with that. 
It's like if I knew somebody loved action stuff, I would probably get them this and be like, hey, read it. Uh, you know what? I'm looking at the beginning of this issue when they're coming out of the water. Pooch is in the back. He's the last one to get out of there. And yet Listen. he's probably the one who cut up with the great. He's the Cougar, last one. All he knows how to do is shoot a shotgun. He's not the oh, last one because he's the slowest either. He's the last one because they forgot about him. And he, exactly. had, he had to catch up to them because they didn't say, oh follow us. What you're telling me is that Josh forgot to draw him to begin with and <laughs> had to so throw him in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So he's in there three times. I need, I'm gonna, I need to read the rest of this book now and start taking notice. How often does Pooch either get the shaft of the job, go drive the truck, <laughs> and we only see the truck but not Pooch? Uh, yeah, Pooch is the best character because he's only got like two frames. And I did look again when he sends Cougar after the car. He's a white man. Yes. <laughs> he's holding uh, Aisha. He's yeah. a black guy. He's like, don't let her die. Yeah, that scene, it's just like, he looks like his hair on the sides and the back, but the top is balding in the front. And the next time you see him, he's just fully bald. But he, he, he also, like how he looks changes. He like ages down 20 years at least. Um, yeah, I, I, I even forget at the beginning, like what's his specialty? Like why is he on he that team? Things. Oh, he, he just he's a getaway driver. Mm-hmm. He's good at it. Um, I've never yeah. Every I think every scene we saw with somebody driving something, he was not driving because that <laughs> boat that boat they were just driving. He wasn't driving that. Nope. So, um, I think they honestly yeah. I think they forgot about him, and they and they you know what they did? They made six issues. So he said, "Hey, Vertigo, we got six in the can." And then they say, hey, how come this character shows up in the first issue, but then never reappears? And they're like, fuck. And they went back and put him in. Son of a bitch. And that was supposed to be an <laughs> old white man. And they just said, hey, you know what? That's not. That's Pooch. So. I I secretly wish that now, almost 20 years later, that they would put out a five-issue run of Pooch. Pooch, yeah. And, and it'd be called <laughs> Pooch, and he's only in it for like one panel per issue. And it shows you behind the scenes the whole time he was keeping them alive. <laughs> He's the medic. He's the this. He's the yeah. He's, he's the, the Alfred. Of they're the team. about to get ambushed, and he silently takes them all out. And they're like, "Pooch, hurry up, you!" <laughs> God, that guy's so <laughs> slow. <laughs> um, my book uh, for the next book club, and I was Ooh. I was trying to remember, um, if we if you had read this, uh, Garrett, I think maybe you brought up because Jeff Lemire last year had a lot of books came out and. Not all of them had a lot of visibility um, as his stuff prior, but there were things coming out left and right from him. You just knew, needed to know where to look. Uh, but the one I'm going to suggest next for our book club is uh, Cosmic Detective. Mm, I read that one. I don't think so. Jeff Lemire, Matt Kent, and David Rubin. Uh, so I actually think it's Matt Kent and Jeff Lemire are the writers, and then David Rubin is the artist on this uh, book here. And Dave Rubin is the one who was doing the Black Hammer uh, books. Yeah. I think he was only coloring them at that point, though. But he's done some of that. He's done uh, Rumble, and he was doing some mind management stuff with Matt Kent. But this uh, series, Enter, Our Detective. The murder of a god threatens to tear apart the very fabric of our reality. Only our detective stands in the way of utter destruction but will the mystery he uncovers be worse than the disaster he's trying to avert? And will his mind crack under the revelations uh, he's about to uncover before he can do anything about it? 
So, there we go. Came out last year. It is on Hoopla. It is uh, it is just one story. It's like one graphic novel. It's 192 pages. So we'll just break that up into like six uh, different parts. What is that? Six times one, uh, divided by 192? 30 pages. About 30? Okay. About 30 pages. So, uh, yeah. We'll just read 30 pages and um, for the first one and see where that brings us. And it actually might be good to do 30 and even end, even if it's going to end in the middle of something that way we get cliffhangers so there we go mr uh cosmic detective mr. sweet jeff lemire and matt kent david rubin i think that's uh great choices i um was looking at different kind of things what's been coming out and stuff like that and i saw the first page and i said we're reading this book I literally saw the first page. It's like a splash page, so the first page. And I said, we're reading this book. Because art, art looks fantastic. Um, there we go. That book, yeah, we'll talk about the first uh, 30 pages next week. But until then, go to rainbowcomicsandcards.com. Rainbowcomicsandcards.com. That's your one-stop shop for all things comics. Uh, go online anytime. Rainbowcomicsandcards.com. Or stop into their stores at Sioux Falls. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Or Lincoln, Nebraska. Go to Rainbow comicsandcards.com for more information. Also, make sure to visit our other sponsors, rootsofthesswampthing.com. Rootsofthesswampthing.com. Avatar of the Green. Uh, Garrett spoke about him last uh, episode um, about uh, him taking seven issues to appear. And uh, if you need to appear sooner, just go to rootsofthesswampthing.com. There you go. Uh, Wednesdaycomics.com. Go there. Subscribe to the show. Uh, Spotify. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Oh, and I'm gonna remember the uh, phone line is no longer a thing because uh, they uh, took it from me. Those bastards. Uh, so if you want us to leave a message, actually go to WednesdayComics.com and on the website there's a button to leave a message. You can do that. Uh, it's 2024, Alex. I need a phone number. No, internet. Uh, there we go. So go to WednesdayComics.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things Wednesday Comics. Uh, speaking of which, get yourself a nice beanie of the Wednesday Comics logo. Um, and people ask you what it is. You're saying, let me tell you all about it. Then you grab their phone and you subscribe to the show. No, don't grab their phone. I think that's assault. So don't do that. Just tell them, slip them a piece of paper that just says WednesdayComics.com. There you go. All kinds of paper, Alex. You can buy a bunch of construction paper and make a bunch of them. That's what I recommend. What's your favorite color as an adult? As an adult? Yeah, it didn't change. Like when you're a kid, you're like red, blue, but it's just like the primary colors. Like now what's the shade that you like? Stayed blue. Yeah, same. You like what? Blue. You don't like. If we were green, we would die. You don't like a certain blue, royal blue, baby blue? No. I like just like regular blue. This is, I think, maybe a guy, like, guy-girl thing. I think guys just like a color. And if I asked a girl being like, what's your favorite color? They would be like, oh, it's royal blue or heather gray. They wouldn't just say gray. I'm going to do some research and I'll get back to you. Because my favorite color is, it used to be red, and now it's orange. And I'm sure there's shades. It's not. I don't also mean, like, and it is a particular shade. I just don't know what it's called. Not like a basketball orange or even like a exaggerated orange orange, but like 
you know when you have a soft white light behind a, a lamp, a shade that's kind of makes it look kind of orangey, like that look, a warm kind of look. That's my favorite color, right there. Mm. Huh. That's my favorite color. <laughs> Very specific. Wrap me in that color, Alex. Wrap me in it. Wow. That's from our upcoming movie, um, The Warm Color You Make Happen <laughs> Inside of Me. That's a good title, by the way. Yeah, The Warm Color. The so. Warm Color You. <sighs> Till next time, me and Alex are going to want to ask her for that one. My name is Wednesday Comics. I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone. Uh, keep trying those pages. <laughs>